This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is up, Steeler fans? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel. And today we're talking about uh, the new OC for the Pittsburgh Steelers, how it impacts the Steelers. And, you know, it's a new person, new coach, but is it the same philosophy? We'll get into that and much more. Uh, today we're going to have a special guest. His name is Nathan Heinz. He's from the YouTube channel In Hindsight. He is also the co-host with me of the Unofficial Steelers podcast, also on YouTube. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show. How's it going, my man? How you doing? Uh, we're doing all right. Not too bad. A uh, little bit of a busy day today. A L- little bit of a newsworthy show today, guys. 100%. And let's start off with the you know, most recent of news. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed an uh, offensive coordinator. They're bringing in Arthur Smith, formerly head coach of the Atlanta Falcons for the last couple of years. Uh, prior to that, he was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. In fact, he'd been a coach for Tennessee for some time. I'm not sure if you know this also, but his father is like the founder of FedEx. I think that's how he got his coaching career started, because I think in the NFL, he started off in some form or fashion with the with the Washington then called Redskins. He was affiliated with them while his father was a minority owner. And so that's kind of how he got into the league. But he's been around for a little bit. When you first heard the news, what was your knee jerk reaction? My knee jerk reaction to it right away was I, I didn't really have a reaction either way. It was more so like, okay, I'm I'm not really surprised. I'm not really surprised they went this the, this route. But I just wondered like why they they only they only interviewed like three guys, didn't they? They didn't really interview too many people. Yeah, there was rumors and stuff, but it was I think it was only about three, maybe maybe four. 
I wasn't really too surprised. I, I've seen reactions from from everybody from hating it to loving it to being in between. So no matter pr probably no matter who they were going to hire at OC, people were going to like it or not. I mean, it's just the nature of it. But I, I, I think just where I stand right now with it before you kind of give your opinion on it, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm not going to write him off. Or anything he's obviously had his his bad misfortunes with atlanta he did some good things in tennessee it's two different things call, calling an offense versus being a head coach so there's some different forces there i think there's some good things to look at there's some concern but from an overall standpoint you got to let it play out man you got to let it play out so it's okay for now i agree you know for me i'm i'm not looking at this as the you know the situation where yeah, we're going to be looking at Ritter and, and what he did with the Atlanta Falcons on the last couple yeah. of years. He, he His offense there struggled with bad quarterback play. You know, I, I was very surprised when he ended up getting hired. You know, I saw I saw the Steelers were interested in him. I saw that they uh, interviewed him and I thought, you know, maybe they're going to bring him in as a you know running backs coach or or a running game coordinator or something to that effect, because his background is running backs and tight ends. It's not really right. quarterbacks. He had Ryan Tannehill, who was already a guy that had been in the league for some time. And yeah. although he wasn't a guy that had done great things prior to being in Tennessee during his time with uh, Arthur Smith that was his best time of his career. So mm -hmm. I, I understand those two aspects of it, yeah. but he didn't develop him. And based on what Tomlin said, what Coach Rooney said, uh, I, I thought that we were going to get somebody who worked with quarterback. So I was just a little bit confused. De how do you think he can develop Kenny Pickett if that's still in the game plan? I don't know. I, I I don't say I would have a high level of confidence. I know people will point to Ryan, but Ryan Ryan was in the league, though, for quite a little while before he went to the Titans. He he, he still wasn't living up to that first round draft pick at, with, with the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And when he went to the Titans for at least two years, he had a little bit of a new lease on his career. I wouldn't be surprised if they went in a direction of whatever they want to do at quarterback coach or somebody that works with with the like uh, I know they title it pass game coordinator. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they look in a different direction there. Maybe where that position's a little more hands on with the quarterback, somebody that's maybe mastered that role a little bit. I know that Gerard Johnson they looked at from Texans who were who was similar in that type of role. He decided to stick there. I'm not going to say I'm I'm like that confident. Arthur Smith's going to bring out uh trait A, B, and C from Kenny. Now maybe his offense and the way he is a coach might might help pick it. In that in that type of way of where versus what Matt Cano wanted to do and that was just kind of a really we all know how much of a mess it was because I, I do think Arthur Smith will bring a, a a new lease on their offense and they're not going to do the jet sweep motion type stuff that Matt Canada was so heavily in but I'm, I'm not going to say that it's, it's going to just because that he got some good protection production of Ryan Tannehill I don't I don't think that that's a square's foot in the stone people should be confident that Kenny Pickett's going to throw 33 touchdowns like Ryan Tannehill did right I don't I don't think that's yeah. really a fair fair assessment or I don't think anybody should have that expectation it, it might it might give him a little bit of a if if they stick with him as is their quarterback it might give him maybe a little bit of a a fresh start in a way. Sometimes guys need that, but and especially with kind of the dark cloud that Matt Canada brought. But I'm 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 just not at that point of being confident, Daniel. I'm not. I, yeah. I have my reservations. I have my concerns. I think that's justified. But I'm okay with this. Like like I said, I'm I'm indifferent about the hire itself. Uh, no matter who the quarterback is, I would feel indifferent just because we we've seen both sides to Arthur Smith. It's a different ball game with him as a head coach than just calling than just being a play caller and working with an offense. Uh, due, in terms of responsibility and everything else, and and focusing just more on working with said group is a lot different than covering all bases as a head coach. So I think I think there's some good things to be 
to be excited about with with him there. The, I think there should be some some caution there. I think if if Kenny showed us some some really promising things last year, even in the midst of a of a struggle offensively and poor coaching, whatever you want to name it, I, I think that's I think I would feel a little different. But he didn't show really many of us a lot of promise about really anything. Yeah. Even in the midst of those struggles, I know a lot of people want want to see him with a new guy. I understand that viewpoint. My 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 main thing with that is just that e- even as bad as a situation that the offense was in throughout the year, that there just still wasn't much there for you to grasp and hold on to and, and be confident about when it came to his quarterback mm-hmm. play. And that was my whole expectation going into the year. It's not okay. I'm expecting Kenny to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. It's just I want to see him do. Give me A, B, and C, and then you can have. D E F and G is as the things that he needs to get better at. And maybe if you bring in some new coaching, some of that can unlock more, but I didn't see a B and C. You know, I agree with what you're saying. You know, with me, when I saw that this, you know, hiring and what it meant with, with Kenny Pickett in the quarterback position was that the Steelers, they want somebody who can do the job already. You're right. Now, yeah. if they need to develop somebody like Kenny Pickett, that can be done in the, in the background, mm-hmm. you know, as him as QB two, probably not getting a fifth year option. It's just be real. I think what that means is that, they're going to want somebody uh, maybe a little bit more proven out. I think that there's two quarterbacks in free agency that the Steelers are going to target here. One of them is going to be Mason Rudolph, who's a free agent from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with Arthur Smith, you know, I I think they're going to want somebody who's going to lead this team, somebody who knows the offense. I think Ryan Tannehill ends up becoming a big piece. I know a lot of people have been throwing that throwing that out there yeah i mean i think it, it makes sense from a certain angle like you know he he knows the, he knows the offense mm-hmm. uh he was mostly when he was most successful it was while he was under arthur smith when it comes to kenny pickett though to kind of go back what arthur smith does is a lot of like play action pass which was a lot of things that we didn't see from kenny pickett now um i don't know if that was because it was canada i, I, I doubt it um i think it was his processing there was a statement that art rooney had mentioned during his interviews that you know when it came to like what they liked about Kenny Pickett you know they talked about you know the intangibles right the uh, the, the those things that you yeah. know the uh, the clutch the whole 9 yards yeah. right yeah. but but he's he made one specific statement saying that outside of the huddle once they break the huddle me you know reading defenses faster and better you know if you're doing a play action pass you're looking opposite from the field and then you got to turn back around and then read the defense even faster Mm-hmm. You know, your post snap breed. So you know, if he's stu- if he's struggling with those reads, you know, play action pants aren't going to be an option for him. So that tells me that, you know, this offseason is going to be huge for Kenny Pickett. He's going to have to get with somebody and they're going to have he's going to have to come in, you know, with that, uh, that going into training camp. And if he doesn't, I think he's going to end up QB2 mm-hmm. on this team fairly quickly yeah I don't, I don't think anybody should just be 100 percent set in stone that he he's gonna win the starting job i mean he really could come out you never know like he really could come out and he's just uncomfortable in this new offense they're trying to do uh it's not mm-hmm. working out in uh, the preseason like you can see it for yourself or there's miscommunication a lot of things are off i don't think kenny's the smartest quarterback either daniel and i have kind of daniel's kind of talked about things like that in terms of his football iq stuff like that being over 25 starts and you're not saying that he needs to have the mind of one of these other guys out there, but you know, when you're kind of rinse and repeating the same struggles in terms of what defense they're putting out, what defense they're showing you, that that's something that needs to be caught up onto a lot more, a lot quicker. We all know that. 
But yeah, I don't I don't think anybody should just say, all right, well, you know, Kenny's QB one and he's going to yeah f- finally have a new OC and he can bring all this stuff out. Of that. No, like you should not even jump to that conclusion. It's it's definitely possible that there's some struggle there. It's definitely possible that he doesn't get his his, his really his feet wet that very uh very good under under Arthur Smith. And like what Daniel said, you know, Arthur Smith could be there in the Steelers too. Be looking at just you, you have that another option. What what's what's going to be the other quarterback in the room that can work with this new offensive coordinator and what they want to do offensively. So it's definitely a huge offseason for him. That This really could be his last shot ultimately at his future here. But Ryan Tannehill's a name that's been thrown out there. Ryan Tannehill's well, – really what I want to say about him is if – Let, let it out. Let yeah, it out. <laughs> let's, say, let's say hypothetically they bring him in, Daniel. Okay, let, let's say yeah. we're, we're not even going to talk about Mason Rudolph or anything like that. Let's just say they bring him in. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If Ryan Tannehill comes in and, and KP and him are – the one and the two battling out. I I don't I just I don't really feel that excited. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really not too excited, man. I'm I'm really not. I think Tannehill he still has a little juice left in his career as a number two guy. He he had he had a couple good years there with Tennessee leading helping him get to the playoffs. But I mean, do you do you really want that in this current state of the AFC? Ryan Tannehill as your every week guy? I I personally don't like. I I don't really feel I don't really feel good about that. That's just my opinion. Not saying that it's a bad or a good idea to bring him in, but if, if he's going to be the guy week one, I I don't I don't really feel too good. I'm just going to be honest about it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of on your side of the fence there. I wouldn't be yeah. so you know confident going yeah. in there with with Ryan Tannehill as the guy um, there. I think when it comes to Ryan Tannehill and Arthur Smith, it should be a testament to Arthur Smith that he was able to elevate yeah. Ryan Tannehill to that level. Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily Daniel try to really, replicate he, that. He was honestly really just kind of below average for the most part with Miami before he went to the Titans. He got a yeah. couple years of being rejuvenated, and he kind of had a little bit of a of a uh, career boost a little bit for a couple years. But after that, I mean, there's there's kind of a reason why like they've gone a different direction at quarterback. Like Ryan Tannehill is just not, you know, he's older a little bit. His his abilities have gone down more. He's he's not really their they didn't really view him as, as their guy going forward. And they've kind of really gotten out, I think, everything out of him they could. I think if yeah. he's someone that, that you need him in a pinch for a game or two, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you feel confident in him being a star, the starter with the current state of the AFC in a 17-game season, I, I don't I don't really see it. I wouldn't be either. And like I said, I think that that's something, you know, you're, you're going to try to replicate um, somebody's somebody else than Ryan Tannehill because it, he's not the same guy that he was in 2019. Wasn't it like 2019, 2018, somewhere around there. So, yeah. you know, it's been a few years now. And as we've seen father time, you don't, you don't typically get stronger. You don't typically get, you know, uh, your processing gets better. You know, once you get up, up there in age, uh, typically the game right. starts to get faster again. You know, I think that, you know, moving into a different direction is probably more important. But with this this move with with Arthur Smith, what it also tells me is that the Pittsburgh Steelers don't plan on probably getting a quarterback early in the draft. I don't, I don't see Arthur Smith and a brand new QB being a part of the same formula um, right now. I mean, maybe. I mean, you got to start off somewhere, right? But Right. You know, just given his history of tight ends, running backs, and then tight ends again, and then looking at his style of offense that he has put forth. I mean, even in in Atlanta, he was you know he had Bijan Robinson, Algier. You know yeah. that was their strength was the running game. It was never to highlight the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they drafted Desmond Ritter in the third. You know th- he's had his problems also. Of, assessing and acquiring quarterbacks. Right. What what do you think that drafting a quarterback is now out of the picture? 
it could it could be in the like in the early rounds. I I definitely think if if they're just gonna roll the dice, let, let's say ultimately they're just gonna run it back primarily. I definitely see them taking a quarterback, like maybe somewhere in the middle of the draft, uh, just to kind of have that. If if there's somebody there that they they like certain things about a guy that can be there to be underneath the other two, I think that's possible. But in terms of it being like a high like early pick, like yeah, probably not. No, I agree. Not in the early rounds. Maybe perhaps you get somebody later on. I know that the quarterbacks coach is who develops, you know, the quarterback and would have a big say in those things. But when it comes down to assessing or uh, assessing and acquiring those quarterbacks, the offensive coordinator, you know, takes a, plays a huge role in it. You know, it's you, you don't see the quarterbacks coach often, you know, when it comes to like pro days and things like that, you know, when it comes to, you know, players that they truly want. You usually right. typically see, you know, the general manager, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator. Those are those are the trio. I think that that means in this situation here, it's probably not on the highest part of the draft board, so to speak. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think maybe if the Steelers were in a middle part of position or something like that to, uh, I don't know, let's say like picks, maybe like 12 to 15, they're probably in a in a better spot if, if there's somebody that starts to drop a little bit, maybe to make a move there. But it's yeah. hard being at pick 20 to fire your way all the way up to the draft board unless there's really a name that just happens to fall for whatever reason. With that being said, let's just take a couple of words from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be uh, just a few minutes. We'll see you on the other side. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, 
It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, we appreciate that. Uh, before we get back into the conversation, I want to remind you guys of our website, stillcurrentnetwork.com, your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. Get all your daily up-to-date news of your Pittsburgh Steelers there. Don't forget all our other you know, content that comes out, whether it's on YouTube or the audio side only, where you're listening to this. You don't want to miss it. Be up to date. Be informed. That way, when you talk to your Steelers friends and family, you know what you're talking about. Without further ado, let's get back into this. So, you know, the one thing I think that may, maybe excites me a little bit about Arthur Smith is his connection to Mike Munchak. And, you know, is there a possibility he's going to, you know, get his own staff? What, what do you think about that? That if they bring in an OC, Arthur Smith, he's a guy that's been a former head coach. He's been a successful uh, offensive coordinator and they're not letting him pick, you know, his his running back coach. Do you, do you think that says anything? Um, Not necessarily. We know how like kind of. I don't, I don't want to necessarily say full on control, but we know that, I mean, Mike Tomlin's got a good bit of control on stuff. If, if he didn't, like he's been the coach, he's going to be the coach for 18 years. If, if he doesn't really have a lot of control on stuff, I wouldn't believe that for one second. Does he have control mm-hmm. for everything? No. But in terms of like, if Arthur Smith's not really going to have a mud, like a heavy influence on the rest of the offensive coaching tree, um, it could just be based off of just how they operate. You know, how, the way the Steelers operate. Maybe there's another team Arthur Smith went to and they would give him a little bit more freedom. But Mike Tomlin at the same time, like there's a reason why he's all, he's he's come out and said many times that he, he's he got his influence and his fingerprints on the defense or he, he's he's involved in what's going on offensively. You know, he, he's, he has said things like that in the past. So maybe maybe just, just for that reason, in terms of being a little bit more hands-on, not wanting to give up a certain level of control or coaching duties, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, a plausible reason. Or it could just be too, maybe just because you look at yeah, it's not like that they they just got this absolute home run hire or anything like that. A guy that's going to take him to the to the next heights, right? Or this ascending offensive mind, offensive play caller in the league, and they they want him to be comfortable as possible. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that he's probably not really going to have a ton of say on his coaching staff. Like he'll, he'll be involved, like just in in the know what's going on. But I think that there's I think that's really probably a plausible reason, just in terms of that control factor, still wanting your your fingerprints on some certain things. Because Mike Tomlin has said that stuff. So that's that's at least kind of my my takeaway on that. You know, for me, I think it's a big concern. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Arthur Smith, who's the his game is the running game. I think that a, a lot of that in particular comes with the uh, the offensive line and what they're going to do and how they're going to be utilized in the running game. Yeah. You know, if you if you aren't on the same page, you know, your running coordinator because that's what he's going to be. He's going to be the running mm-hmm. quarterback. Obviously, he's the offensive coordinator, but you know, his biggest f- fingerprints on this offense is going to be in the running game and, and probably you know, pass it to the tight end and things like that. I think you have to be on the same page, have the same philosophy with your offensive line coach, your running backs coach. And this offensive coordinator. Now, I think in in this type of offense, I think you might want to go out and get a passing game coordinator uh, as well, just to kind of yeah, I can see that for sure. Kind of level it out a little bit. But if they don't let him pick, you know, his guys, and I think that he also has to have a huge component to who the passing game coordinator would be, or passing assistant coaching, you know, whether it be the quarterback coach, because Mike Sullivan is is out of the building. 
I mean, he's right. already interviewing for other jobs. I, I highly right. doubt he's coming back. You, you're going to want your passing game and your running game to complement each other. I think that was one of the biggest things that had was negative about Matt Canada's offense was it didn't build off of anything. If he did the same play, like the running play, he didn't do a running play with or the same formation, same play, but with a play action pass option and or they never utilized it. So whenever they showed the same stuff, it was always the same play. And yeah, and defenses were able to break that up. I mean, this is NFL. Yeah, <laughs> you know these yeah. are professional defenses that are going up right. again. So, you know, if you're not going to build upon the, you know, the offense that you have, you can, that's what you're going to see. I think that there's got to be more. But if they don't allow him to get his guys mm-hmm. to 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 build his philosophy, to build his offense, I think it's going to be doomed from the start. I think yeah. we're going to have a lot of issues. No, I, th- I think you make some fair points there. Uh, if you really want to change the guard on the offense, all right, you bring in Arthur Smith, who's been a head coach. He's been a play caller in this league. So you're not getting some guy that was a wide receivers coach and he's an OC now, right? This is somebody who's been a legitimate head coach for three years. This has been somebody who's been in this league for a while and not a guy that coached in 2009, a guy that's been coaching in today's NFL. So if you really want to change the guard, Daniel, I agree. I think I think those need to be key components. In terms of really what we're kind of used to, that's why I'm not surprised like if, if he's not going to have like a, a whole lot of say on who comes in, who gets hired, stuff like that, just given that type of process of giving the head coach that type of control and everything. But I agree. I, I think that, hey, you, you really want a fresh start in this offense. You really want to turn the page. You really want something different. He needs to be comfortable and that everybody's on the same page, right? Like you're not getting some guy to come in to be your pass game coordinator and they have two different outlooks on how this offense needs to be. You, everybody needs to be on the same page for this thing to work. What the Steelers have had offensively and their coaching staff the last three years, guys weren't on the same page. Of course they weren't. You need to be able to have that fluidness. You need to be able to have that aspect in terms of whatever other bots on your coaching staff on the offense. You you need to have that. When you look at some some successful NFL offenses, they have, at least for the most part, that type of identity. I think Arthur Smith's going to bring an identity to this offense, something Matt Canada did not bring. It was something different every week. You didn't know what you were going to get. You didn't know what was going to work each week. Arthur Smith is going to bring an identity. Most people know, like if you've kind of been a little bit more in tune on what he did with Atlanta, what he's what he liked to do with Tennessee, you know what he likes to do. So he's going to bring that. But now you need to be able to bring those other aspects because it's not just a one-man show. You need to be able to bring those other aspects to your offense, especially if you're trying to, if you're going to stick with Pickett, if you're going to stick with some different elements that you had last year, you need to be able to have some more dynamic uh, qualities to your offense rather than just running the football, rather than just trying to get your backs, especially like a Jalen Warren or somebody in open space or a little play action to your tight end. You need to be able to get more out of your quarterback. Can he do that? I really don't know. But what Daniel said is what needs to happen. You can't just have guys that are in two different elements of what offense needs to be. If you're, if you're going to go all in and, and try to really implement new offense, you need to get everybody that is on the same page with that. Will they do it? I really don't know. Yeah, and that's the other question. You know, will they do it? You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been historically, or especially under Mike Tomlin, known to have one of the smaller staffs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, other teams have these passing game coordinators, these running game coordinators. Yeah, there's always some different aspects that, teams have you can look across the league at some of these offenses, especially especially probably teams that have a little bit more quality at quarterback play but those things are not overlooked those things are important aspects it's not just who you hired oc it, it, you got to fill out the rest of your offensive coaching staff that, that's why you look at other guys just look at san francisco for example i know i'm not comparing where both 
teams are at this at this state. But you look at their coaching tree on offense. There's a reason why every year guys on their offense get calls to interview about different positions from other teams. There's a reason why Philadelphia has been getting that. There's a reason why a couple guys from Buffalo has been getting that. Right. Like there's they have those guys there and it's not just the offensive coordinator show and the Steelers need to not just settle with a Mike Sullivan or somebody, a quarterback coach. You need to be able to get somebody in there that's all in on what Arthur Arthur Smith's going to do. Is it all going to work out? I can't really sit and tell you eight more months till the season starts. I think that if you're going to go all in like that, you need to do that. You can't be lazy. You can't uh, just have really just coaches that ultimately don't bring a whole lot of value that other like how many other organizations ultimately value probably a couple guys on the Steelers coaching staff probably not too many I think in in terms of that aspect I think most people agree if you're if you're gonna if you're really gonna implement this this new type of system scheme whatever you want to call it on offense you need to give Arthur Smith a little bit of a, a little bit of a voice I feel really comfortable with this guy working with me I feel comfortable with this guy working with me and you're able to sit down and these guys are able to sit down and be together on the same page because we all know for sure Steelers didn't have that the last three years. Yeah, they need to have that this year and going forward. If they gave him a three-year deal, at least for the next few years. Well, that's, that's the other thing. With. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I mean, when Mike Tomlin, he's hasn't done his extension yet. It's been yeah. said that he's going to get it done. Art uh, Art Rooney came out on his interview, uh, little tour that he did, and yeah. he expressed that you know Mike Tomlin was going to get an extension. They look forward to having him uh it hasn't gotten done yet i thought that that was something that had to be done prior towards prior to the signing of the offensive coordinator main reason being was i mean mike tomlin said it himself in his end of your presser that stability is important for an offensive coordinator uh to want to you know be attracted to the position so i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe uh arthur smith signed because there's some I don't know. Maybe he's got something going on that in a couple of years, he might be uh, the next coach. I really hope it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? But like, it, like what, what if Arthur Smith actually does a pretty good job here? Right. Like what yeah, if he actually does, a, yeah. does a pretty good job? Um, Probably a little thought process that might change maybe for a lot of people. But here's another question, true. Daniel. If you look at also, if if the Steelers are really wanting to bring somebody in as well to, to work with their quarterback, rather than just to be Arthur Smith's responsibility to do that. Do you think that there's, that there's, there could be some pushback out out there just knowing like eh, like some hesitation from other guys to know that like the Steelers are relying on them to develop more of Kenny and maybe they don't really want to do you think there'd be any pushback any any struggle in trying to get people to buy into that I don't know man so here's the other thing I think that Kenny Pickett was a guy that Arthur Smith probably looked at you know when yeah. he was out there looking at quarterbacks when they ended up drafting Desmond Ritter right. you know so there's that aspect of it maybe there is some sort of connection there um and and maybe, you know, during his evaluations, he might see something, you know, in Kenny Pickett that, you know, in his conversations with, you know, Mike Tomlin, maybe that's why they ended up decided to go with him so quickly as well. Yeah. You know, it's because he is the only one that maybe said some good things about Kenny Pickett. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know either. I, I had that thought. Like, that was probably my main thought when they hired him is like, okay, they only like talk to like three guys. Yeah. Like, did they yeah. get a little bit of struggle to like, I know that there's a, probably a couple others they reached out to. They had there was a little bit of struggle there. There might've been, they asked to speak with Zach Robinson and they never did. So right. I, I don't understand, you know, was it a scheduling thing? Was it not? Maybe perhaps, you know, they did talk to him and they asked them, you know, a, a certain question, you know, about the current quarterback position, if they would be interested in, you know, what they have in the room right now, or if they would want to, you know, get somebody in the draft. Right. And, you know, maybe perhaps they didn't like their answer to that question. And so, yeah, you know, those things are possible. 
But when it comes to like, you know, working with Kenny or, or whoever, you know, I, I think that if an offensive coordinator can come in and they see that the guy has some potential, the, the, I think that the, a person can look at that challenge and say, hey, I can go in there, turn that turn that team and that, that offense around, make it from one of the worst offenses to one of the better ones. And they'll probably get a head coaching position or opportunity again, you know, in that situation. So I think that that aspect of it probably does uh, attract some but again you know you do need a quarterback for that situation you know Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph I mean you know those those names don't you know shine off the board for yeah you know offensive coordinators to go running into those type of situations you know even with Mason Rudolph's last performances you know uh, overall we really don't know what he is still you know I, yeah I think the, the, that, ju- the jury's still out uh I, I think I think we all appreciated what he did uh coming in giving life um really being the best guy out there and it's not that he was you know he wasn't blowing everybody's socks off throwing three touchdowns every game and things like that but he conducted the, everybody everybody looked very comfortable with him in there more so than what they currently had players were a little bit more excited about it so you, you can't overlook what he brought to the table but I, I I think yeah the the jury still is out ultimately on on him I, I he 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 has a role in this league it's just a matter of what that role is yeah can't really 100 say yeah for sure and i mean i think if you're a young oc though you know mm-hmm. and and you have opportunities now if you don't ever have any other opportunities obviously you know you're going to take the one that's there but if yeah. you're a young oc like a zach robinson and you know that you have a job somewhere else and some security uh-huh. with a guy that knows you and you know you you might like that quarterback situation better uh, I, I I do see one of those type of situations where, mm-hmm. you know, a potential candidate could, could choose to go somewhere else because of the quarterback yeah. situation. And, and like Atlanta's, I said, with Mason, Atlanta's probably going to get a new quarterback, whether that's through the draft or a free agent or something like that. So that also could have been a reason that he went there. Right. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when it comes, you know, back to like Mason, you know, like you said, the jury's still out him. He's only played, he hasn't played a full season yet. It, it would be fair, you know, if he does come back to give him a full off season as the starting guy. He, he's not yet had that. He's not had an off season as the guy. He's not had an off season or an offense where it was tailor made for him, for his right. likes and dislikes. Everything that he's had to do was tailor made for either Ben Roethlisberger yeah, for Trubisky else, or Kenny Pickett. Right. And, you know, getting all those reps in the off season, you know, Mr. Rooney said, perhaps they haven't seen a ceiling and that might be the case in this situation. Maybe Mason yeah. Rudolph is better than what we've seen given if you were to give him those reps, give him those opportunities to, or give him that opportunity to be the number one guy and see what he yep. can do and the chemistry that he can build, you right. know, it, if he can dial in with, you know, um, George Pickens and, and uh, Deontay Johnson and Calvin Austin, you know, there was some plays that he left out there where he kind of slightly threw the ball over, you know, over those guys that I think that if he had those reps and that chemistry built, that there's a good chance that those balls aren't going to be that overthrown. So, you know, I do think that there's an opportunity there for him, you know, coach, uh, I mean, with Rooney's statements too, he he came back, doubled down, you know, said that he uh, wants him back to me more informing were the were the comments about the current quarterback situation or the current quarterback mm-hmm. one, which is Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mentioned before, he talked about uh, him coming out of the out of the huddle and and having to read defenses faster and better. That's a big statement for the owner of the uh, of the team to say. You know, yeah. he also said Mason Rudolph came in and showed what the offense is capable of with good quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, you know, they said that he's going to be QB1. They, they, they're they confident in him. That's mm-hmm. what they're saying. Yeah. But those type of statements, they don't really instill confidence in him to me. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. I agree. When Tomlin, 
when Tomlin said that about Kenny, I know everybody was like, oh, well, there you go. Now you have it. You know, he's a quarterback next year. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it's only January. Like, yeah. of course, of course he's going to say that. You know, he's not he's not going to try to diminish the guy they drafted in the first round. They don't ultimately know probably what their quarterback room is going to look like. And kind of what Daniels touched on before, he's probably going to be the only guy contracted on the roster because I think we all can say Mr. Trubisky's probably going to go. So I think from those standpoints, like I, I don't think anybody should be 100% dialed in that Kenny's well, going to be QB1. Mark Caboli, Mark Caboli, um, he was on 97.3, the fan. He, he He's a Steelers insider. Uh, he, let's let's see how, if you if you were disappointed before, he, he thinks it's, <laughs> he, he it's going to be Kenny and Mitch one and two. Yeah, next year. That, that's ridiculous. I don't know how anybody can come to that conclusion that Mitch is going to be on this roster next year. It's not happening. They're not, they're not going to pay this guy his salary or anything like that. And, and Caboli's been wrong a lot of times. I don't I don't really buy into a lot of what he tries to sell. It's the same way with Jerry Dulac. I, I don't. I'm blocked by Dulac for a reason because I've called him out many times on his crap. And it's like, <laughs> hey, dude, if you're going to if you're going to establish yourself as an insider, I'm not saying you can't ever be wrong or, or have misinformation, but if you're going to act like that you are the number one guy over some other guys that are probably just as credible as you. Uh, I'm going to call you out on it, man. If you're going to yeah. put your stamp of approval on some of the stuff that you've said over the last two, three years, I'm going to call you out. And I did, and I got blocked, and I didn't really care. But a lot, a lot of a few guys like that. There's a few. There's a few good guys out there that cover the Steelers and stuff like that. But ter- terms of those two, th- those are those are two of the guys that I do not take that serious at all. Uh, Mitch is not coming back. I, I would bet house money on that. He is not back, and they're going to open up some salary because they're over the salary cap by a good bit. Yeah, and I, I. I... I echo the same thing. I don't think yeah. he's going to be back. No. I think that you can probably get something better in the seventh round of the draft. <laughs> probably good at this rate. You know, I, I, just, I, I don't understand how he goes. And not that he was very good in Chicago anyway, but I don't know how he goes from like helping them get to the playoffs for like a couple years and putting up like, yeah, just a little bit of decent numbers to just being one of the probably worst quarterbacks I think you could ever lay your eyes on. It just didn't work out for him in, in Pittsburgh. And I don't know if it was a confidence thing or, I don't or know something either. or he was worse in Pittsburgh than I thought he was yeah. in, in Chicago or, or yeah, the times you know that he what I wanted the, the, year they, the year they signed Mitch because they signed him in 22 and they drafted Kenny that year. I wanted them just to roll with Jameis Winston for a year and not draft a quarterback and just roll the dice and yeah. uh then go into the next draft and, and grab a quarterback. That was my ideal thing. Now, when they took Kenny, I didn't, I wasn't for it. I wasn't against it. It was more so look, they need, they need another quarterback. I hope it works well. I hope it works out. That was, that was kind of my whole process on it. As we see right here, obviously it hasn't really gone that well. Uh, but that was my thing when the year they signed Mitch, that was actually probably my ideal, uh, hope that they were going to do that. Not that Jameis was anything special, but in terms of who was out there at the time, was like why not for a year you know if they stink it up they stink it up you know for me my my hope was that they were going to give mason rudolph a, a chance they're going to give mm-hmm. him a shot yeah and either he was going to show up or be average yeah and the steelers were going to go into the next year with mm-hmm. a better quarterback class and yeah. have their their choice right and if, if and if mason, that would have been okay too you know, i would I, I would have been fine with that over mitch for sure Oh yeah, excited about it. I knew that the Steelers were going to pick somebody else up. Obviously, it couldn't have just been Mason, you know. And I knew that they were going to get somebody in the draft. I was hoping it would have been like the you know sixth, seventh round in the draft this year or that year. I'm sorry, and and then you know get a uh, another veteran that's out there that can compete with Mason and see who can win. Yeah. And you know, I think that in that situation, if it was a fair match, then we'll see what happens. But I really, truly didn't want a quarterback out of that 
uh, draft class. That yeah, it just, came out it of. just wasn't. Yeah, going into it, 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 we all knew going into that draft, it was very underwhelming. It was really just a matter of how any of these guys are really going to turn out, but it was probably going to take some time. But given with Kenny, he was he was there. Sears needed quarterback. He was kind of viewed as the most polished guy. You swung and and you missed right now. And I I, 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 think, I think you have to. It's okay to admit that. There's a lot of teams that miss quarterbacks missing the first round it, it's just the reality it's tough and i don't get where this you know stigma that he was a polished guy and nfl ready yeah I mean, that was just in terms of the narrative that he was you know probably the guy that was the most ready and in, in terms of where he was at was most polished i'm not saying that i thought he was but i think just that was kind of really the narrative that he was out of all those quarterbacks that were in that class that year he was the guy that was ready to go more than the rest i, I guess when you compare them to the rest yeah. of the class then yeah i guess so maybe you know i i just felt that you know when you looked at his stats that i didn't think he was in a quarter nfl quarterback ready quarterback you know he his time from you know time to snap was uh snap to throw yeah was really bad i think it was over three seconds yeah. you know he, he did a lot of scrambling well, a lot his, of yeah his legs. scouting report too out of college is pretty accurate when you look at it yeah and i didn't see quarter you know nfl ready yeah. you know right then i guess when you look at the the competition of that draft uh, of that draft class you know obviously there's going to be your outlier the the brock purdy uh, right. of the world but right. you know the rest of that quarterback class was it's turning out to be what they whatever it was bad it was man it, it was bad As sam howell showed some stuff he struggled a lot too this year uh but again he was a fifth round pick you know i know that thing that teams got things wrong especially like in the past but certainly here recently with things like the pff and and the i'm sure there's a college equivalent to pff where there's a bunch of stats out there and and you have all these cameras and eyes on the game today i think that mistakes are probably going to be made less and less and that the consensus of where and what you know these draft classes are are going to be more accurate yeah. you know as as this game develops i mean you know you can go back to when the pittsburgh steelers had the was it the 74 draft one of the best drafts in, in history yeah. if not the best draft in history yeah. you know scouting was a lot different back then and i can guarantee you if the scouting was what it is today a lot of those a lot of those players aren't going to make it out of the first couple of rounds you know where they got the, the you know a majority of their players and so as technology and you know the game advances and 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 as uh reach gets gets out there i, I think mistakes are going to happen less yeah no it's definitely possible the, the game's changing analytics are changing and and this is my other thing too uh with kenny going back to people that say and and this isn't hatred i actually was always for being patient with him his rookie year i was an advocate that he should have started week one instead of mitch trubisky and i had ex some expectations this year that he didn't meet but they weren't unrealistic expectations we don't need to go over what kenny pickett's done uh not too much but when when people advocate that he needs a new offensive coordinator and you want to see him with a new oc okay i can get that but my i'd say probably the biggest thing for me is that whoever that they brought in obviously now arthur smith how much are you really going to get out of him how much are you really going to maximize out of this guy? Because this guy is up there with some of the worst quarterbacks since the merger, statistically. So this guy, if, if you're if if you're on the boat of he needs a new offensive coordinator, you realize how big of a turnaround he's going to need to have. He's going to need a historic turnaround for him to live up to being a first round pick. He's going to need to have a historical turnaround season next year. How confident are you in that? You know, I think that when going into the draft that Kenny Pickett was drafted in, mm -hmm. there wasn't high expectations of Kenny. And I think mm -hmm. he's not lived up to those low yeah. expectations to this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's just what it is. 
and um, I think that the Steelers know ball. And when you hear, you know, you know Rooney, like I said before, say Kenny needs to learn how to read defenses better. It what happens when they break the huddle. So it's not the play call. It's not yeah. the opportunities that are there. It's just the quarterback. Quarterback play was brought up so much. You yeah. know, the last time the Steelers brought up a position like that, they ended up drafting that position in the first round, and that was a running back position, you know, when Najee Harris got drafted. Art Rooney, you know, was talking about the running game, and the running running game needed to be better, and that's, the, that's what they needed to focus on, and that's what they yeah. got, running back right away, so... I do think that I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to get a quarterback in that situation, but a change was made. And I think that a change is going to be made in this situation as well. And Mm -hmm. like I said, they're not going to throw him under the bus. No, of course not. You don't want to do that. But but they had his exit meeting and they talked to him about how, you know, that year needed to be big and and the importance of that year. And he also didn't want to talk to the media. So. You know, you can kind of connect those dots that although, you know, Art Rooney and and Mike Tomlin might be saying things publicly, whatever it was privately, wasn't good enough for Kenny Pickett to want to stick around and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, So we'll see how it works out. We'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that, you know, Arthur Smith, just to kind of put a bow on everything, I think Arthur Smith is a um, interesting hire to say the least. It is. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of dislike reaction out there, even more than what I've seen. I I know it's out there. Uh, But I I think just give the guy a shot, did some good things with the Titans. Like I said, there's some, there's some, uh, some positive outlook there. There's some concern there as well, in my opinion. That's why I'm kind of indifferent and just want to let it play out, see how they improve this offense, this off season. And I think that's really all you can do until we start seeing games unfold. And then you can start to kind of get a feel for what they're trying to do and how it's working, how it's not working, the direction. I think that you just have to take a step back and and see really how it unfolds rather than making a judgment 24 hours into the, into the signing. Not even. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Let's, that's how I view it. Let's yeah. Let's, let's see how it looks in preseason, but don't, don't, don't take too much. If it, if if, don't take too much from the preseason either, either folks, we saw what happened last year. You know, if the quarterback comes out there with a, with a perfect rating in preseason, you might want to be worried. I appreciate you, Nathan coming on. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, You guys can uh, follow me at in hindsight. Um, I'm going to try to start doing some more lives on my own, aside from just my show with Daniel, just to try to get some stuff out. I want to transition into, I know a lot of it's been Steeler based on the season, but I I like to talk about other things going on aside from them. So even if you're interested in in some other talk, aside from just Steeler talk, uh, definitely going to do some shows there, especially with with my buddy, Zach, who's a Ravens fan. And we're going to come out with an episode where he kind of really talks about their loss and everything in between of that and probably their next steps, just different things like that. So I, we all appreciate your guys' support tuning in. Um, whether we agree or not, doesn't matter. We appreciate the interaction guys interacting with you, Daniel, another good show, a little bit of a newsworthy show. We'll see what comes out. If there's anything else interesting going into next week. Well, thank you again, Nathan. I appreciate you joining us. It was a great conversation. I want to thank everybody that tuned in and listened to us. Don't forget Monday. I'll be back on. YouTube will be live with Shannon White on the Hangover. Audio side, it'll be out a little bit later. Don't want to miss it. Here we go. Let's go Steelers. Peace.